The following podcast is presented to you by Push Start Media Network. The thoughts and ideas represented on this podcast are not a direct representation of Push Start Media Network as a company, but that of the individuals represented on this show. Viewer discretion is advised. You can't begin anything without pushing start. I'm getting, listen, I've been checked out for a little bit on WWE as a product as a whole. Yeah. But like lately, I've been really, really checked out. And I think it's a combination of their poor booking and such great booking elsewhere. Like, and not just AEW, because yes, they've been having really, really good booking. And, but Impact has been having some really good booking. And even if you watch certain matches on Ring of Honor, there's just been some really, really good booking done. And it's just like, I think WWE is, for, is failing to realize that we're at a point. I don't want to say WWE, Vince McMahon, because you know that's where all everything runs through. Because I'm sure other people can see this, but they don't have the heart to be like, yo, bruh, like, do you not see, like, this is the direction that wrestling is going now? But, like, he still doesn't grasp the fact that the audience is smart. We understand booking. We understand how the storyline is supposed to go. We get all that now. Like, before, we were oblivious to that when there was kayfabe, but that's gone now. So now the fans are so much more in the know of what the fuck is going on behind the scenes. You can't really like try and play us. And that makes them even more invested in the storyline. Absolutely. Because you know it's not to be so. Absolutely. So you came to be entertained. Exactly. You're in, you're invested into that for that very reason. Right. And I feel like he's not taking advantage of that properly. He's just still trying to push the agenda that they want to push push the champions they want to push, you know, promote the wrestlers that they think are the next thing when the fans are literally telling you, no, this is what we want to see. This is how it should be booked. We are looking for so-and-so. Like, and it's just, like, with the releases that just happened, did you see the list of all the people that were released? Oh, I heard about it. I just didn't go through it. Let's let's pull it up. Let's pull up the exact list because I know... The top, the top heavy portion of it, I could just name the most important names right off of it. Who right was the that. most important? Ember Moon. Okay. Karrion Cross, as well as... Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Because... Uh-huh. Cause, yes. Because when you said Ember Moon, I was just like, okay. Not even... Okay. Like, damn. Karrion Cross. Why you get rid of both of them? Damn. And his and his valet, by the way, after he split, after they split them up, because Karrion Cross was brought to the main roster, and he completely changed his gimmick, and they just started jobbing him off to everybody... But he was just recently the champion before he came to the main right. roster. He dropped the belt to come to the main roster. He's one of only five Yo, multiple-time NXT champions. That's what that one meme meant when Triple H was like Will Smith. Yeah. And he was in the house alone and they had the NXT in there. Keith Lee. They 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 dropped Keith him. Lee is released. Hmm. Okay, let me pull up the actual list for you because I'm getting whoever tight. is Impact and whoever is AEW. I'm getting tight. Maybe we should maybe we should talk about that after we pull up the list where we think they should go. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is this isn't the full list, but this is the bulk of you know the most important participants we should know. Grand Metalik, Lince Dorado, Mia Yim, who is Keith Lee's wife, by the way, mm-hmm. Eva Marie, Harry Smith, and B Fab. Uh, Frankie Monet, Ember Moon, Scarlet, Oni Lorkin, Trey Baxter, Jesse Camilla, Zeta Ramirez, Katrina Cortez, and Jeet Rama were all released from NXT. Now, here's the ones that were released from the main roster. Karrion Cross, Keith Lee, 
Nia Jax. Yeah, Nia Jax. That's another one that surprised me. Even though, like... What? Nia Jax, bro. Out of all the people that you want to release with, with so much... I don't care how I, like people see her. Yeah. I respect her as a woman's champion and what she actually did they for the They don't business. have any other women that bring what she brings to the table. I, That's the my drop. argument. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to replace her with that white... Oh, Never what's mind. her name? I, yo, uh, can I say that I on her here? Name. I forgot her name. <laughs> Dewdrop. But she's a she's a. But I'm not saying she's she not solid. Wrestler, but I seen it coming. She's. A good I wrestler, promise though. you. I remember her. I promise you. Oh man, she was teaming up with Eva Marie, and I was yeah. just wondering, like, you just did that. To they said we got a Nia Jax that can wrestle. Nia Jax and can wrestle. It's just she can. I think she can. It's just she hurt so many. She people. was just powerful as fuck. She, she don't know how to rein it in. Like you yeah. can't be that size and be hurting all these little. Or ladies. people would, and, and and then you know what it is too. For me, I think a lot of people would hurt herself on her. Like you know what I'm saying? Like doing moves on. She's her. stiff though. Everybody says she's stiff. Yeah. Yeah. The Carrion Cross really surprised me though. The Carrion Cross and the Keith Lee. Right. But hey. I was like, this is a perfect opera. Wait, so so who else besides on the main that, roster? That was it? it from the main roster. the The big release from the main roster were Keith Lee, Nia Jax, Karrion Cross, and uh. Well, honestly, maybe you you giving up some uh, big players. Mm-hmm. And I, if I was them, I'm interested. And Keith Lee, especially because he's a talent. Right. I would actually start. I don't know why Bray didn't want to go to. Uh, impact he could have took that shit i said the same thing i would love i would love him to be an impact especially with what um eric young is doing there eric young ever since he left wwe he's been he's been holding the fort down and impact him rich swan my my young boy that i always rave about chris bay i love that kid like that dude is he's a top tier talent he's gonna be the future of somebody's organization because i feel like if you gonna make it like I feel like that would be so good if you're gonna make it all crossover. Yep, he would get the he would like compete for the chip, or he would just do his thing for a while. They would push him, yeah, and then he would get the chip. There's opportunity for him, and then he would probably like, yo, let me get the AEW chip since you didn't came over and eight. Wait, Bray Wyatt has a perfect opportunity at AEW. It's already laid out on the table for him. All he has to do is come and do what Brody Lee was doing before he died. Rest in peace. He might take over. Take over the Dark Order. Yeah, I think that's why Hangman Page was not a... Uh, the rep, man, listen, the wrestlers in the Dark Order lately have really been, like, showing out. Like, they've been having some great matches. And I'm sitting here like, all they need is, is that head figure that's just right. going to be like, make everybody else have fear in them. Because the wrestlers is doing what they got to do in the ring. They're competing and they're doing well every week. So it's just like, they just need somebody that's going to come there that has... Because I thought that's what they are going to use Malachi Black for. I thought he was going to take over the Dark Order, but then he has his House of Black thing that he's doing like his own solo lone wolf kind of thing, which I enjoy that as well. But Bray Wyatt has that kind of cult figure, kind of cult leader figure kind of vibe already, especially what he had with the Wyatt family. He's already been at a place to do that. I think he's already doing that cult of Wyndham shit. Yeah, that's why he changed all his Instagram and all his social medias and his no compete clause is completely gone now. Oh, yeah. Another thing that I've been keeping an eye on, I don't know if you got wind of this, but EC3 has been doing some good shit since he left WWE. Remember, remember when they did that um like underground fighting thing in WWE for a little bit? I heard that when was his brought, idea, right? That was his idea. I'm so glad that you know that. That was definitely his idea, and he started kind of And like, I heard the what's-the-name thing was his idea, too. Um, The Retribution thing? It was. That was his idea. He was supposed to be the leader of Retribution. Mm. That's why in a lot of his promos when he returned to 
impact. That's how he returned. It was like the lights going out and things being short-circuited and he had the black hoodies. That's why he's still kind of using that now. Mm. But they do. he does this thing now called Control Your Narrative. And it's literally, that's the name of the page, I believe, on YouTube. And it's like, it's so cutting edge to me because it's one of those things where even though I know, I know, as long as I've watched wrestling, I know wrestling is, you know, scripted. Yeah. But, like, when you watch those vignettes and, like, the way he's representing things, yeah. it really blurs the lines for me to, like, because I know a lot of these wrestlers that he uses are people that have recently been released. And it's mostly WWE releases. Like, the most recent person I've seen, Ron Strowman. He has a little joint, Adam Shear. Wait, ain't he on? What, what is he on now? He on AEW, right? No, or he's, he was he's probably something. gonna get. He's probably gonna get a contract with Impact. But so why? What was he? He was on something. I seen him posted somewhere. Sure. It probably was the shit that he's connected with EC3. They're, they've been doing shit on YouTube. Okay, they've so been doing it directly through YouTube, not any network or oh. any promotion or anything. This is something that EC3 has put together himself. Mm. EC3 is on Impact though. He's under contract with Impact, so I believe all of the shit that he's doing has like a undertone storyline with Ron Strum go to Impact. That should be different. That's where he's definitely going. If you if you ask me, he's going there for sure because they don't have anyone like that. They and, they and haven't be since, Impact. They haven't had since the Abyss, and that's been like. But yeah, like he like can six, literally be Impact. He could. He honestly could. Like he is Impact. He could. He could walk in there like the tomorrow. literal word. He could walk in there tomorrow and be the champion. Oh, it's Braun Strowman, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, believably, no one's going to question it. He's he, going to pull up in there. He can call himself Impact. No, he has me. a whole new name. I forgot Impact. what it was. What <laughs> Slapping was you to death. I forgot. With my giant Game of Thrones I forgot what his new name is, but he has, a, he has a new name. It's, it's, something, it's, something, it's something striking. But like back to what I was saying with EC3, he's been taking a lot of these wrestlers and allowing them to represent themselves in a way that is almost like... I got it. Remember when John Moxley left WWE and he made that promo on Twitter that like broke the internet where he was like breaking out of jail when he was letting everybody know that he was going back to being Mox and he was no longer yeah. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Imagine that as a series. That's what EC3 like kind of did because like all of these wrestlers as they're released, Zack Ryder, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, a bunch of these motherfuckers that have been released recently from WWE did vignettes and these promo style things series wise on YouTube with EC3. And mm. it's all part of this control your narrative kind of like gimmick. And it's like, it's super interesting because it's almost like a he reality show. power back. It, it, exactly. He give them their power back. He not letting the WWE be like, Oh, we releasing them and now they bums. And you yeah, know, cause you know, they try to, they, you know, they try to bury you before they right. leave you. They try to, you know, make you take a whole bunch of L's he and was causing other problems. Talent. He couldn't be worked with all that. They did. They no. put dirt on your name and all that kind of stuff to make sure you're not worth as much as you were when you were with their company. It's for the business, but it, it backfired so crazy because EC three, I didn't, I didn't know that he was as good at orchestrating things like he, is obviously showing that he well, is. Well, if they, if when I first, he's heard almost like a backstage using, figure. Yeah, when when I first heard they're using his whole gimmick yeah. for like a group of gangs, like whole gimmick, two segments, but in like WWE, two right. separate segments, and they can link together. They obviously can link together. So I was just like, the WWE decided to probably not make it less obvious and split them up yeah. specifically because 
they would recognize like, oh, this might be this dude's gimmick or whatever like that. But Man, that, even too, like it's clean. You can still feed the sheep. Yeah. And that's and that's how WWE is gonna always stay afloat because they feed the sheep. True. Like, and then it's never gonna go anywhere. I was we were just having a discussion like I this the feel other like, day. I feel like the reason why uh AEW and Impact is now becoming more successful because it's appealing to more of the us wrestling fans yeah and the ones with the higher iq that actually want to see a good storyline pay out something smart Mm -hmm. entertaining and i think daniel bryan's brian danielson said it the best he said you get more wrestling Mm -hmm. in two hours of aew television than you do in five hours of wwe television right he said there's so much gimmicky stuff non-wrestling things going on in wwe programming like I never, I never realized that until it's a lot of walking around backstage. Huh, I never so I realized that you, you so know? hard until the last, the most recent time before the pandemic when we went to wrestling. Bree and I, mm-hmm. I remember it was the first time in a while we had gone to an actual like on TV one because we would usually go to like the the house shows. Mm-hmm. I prefer those because like people just do whatever they want. But like we went to SmackDown last time, and I remember feeling so fatigued. At the amount of like commercial breaks and pauses in between and like segment segments we had to watch on the jumbotron and it was just like oh yeah it was a lot yo it was a lot of those when we went to wrestling like oh, I was so disappointed that it night. was really paining me like that was that was when it was really like in my face like yo there's so much other bullcrap going on besides wrestling in this show like it made me never want to go to like a televised show again I'm probably just only gonna go to the house shows well you you know what's funny now that you say that. Think about when we went to there and we yeah. didn't have a good time only because I guess the kids, the kids was there. The kids and, was funny. Yeah. And, and they, and they made us have a good time. Yeah. Where, where we started cheering and doing certain but it stuff. It was so much bull crap. I, but, but get this, it's only for the kids. Yeah. You know what they I'm were saying? Inter- I, they were that, entertained as hell. Right. And that's what made it fun because we had to entertain AEW the kids. AEW is for yeah. us. Right. AW is for that's the separation. The in, that's true. It's for the intelligent. It's not PG. I don't like. I don't know. like the fact that you name my man Bearcat Lee, and then fucking released him. I don't like that you put this motherfucking carrying cross in a sex slave mask, gladiator sex slave mask, and release this man. Him. Come on, you're. That's why we friends. Because you sit here <laughs> thinking, that shit ain't you're right. literally thinking all the stuff that I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, how you gonna full out embarrass these people and then just be like, bye. Yo, to the wayside honestly, with you, bruh. Like what? How bruh. does that work? He liked this Yu-Gi-Oh card called Sword Hunter. <laughs> uh, hold on, where my phone at? Go ahead, dude. Because it 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 just blows my mind. Like, especially with the NXT people, because some of these individuals were like literally just in relevant storylines, right? Just fighting for the title or just dropping the title and carrying crosses. You know, situation. It's just like, how you gonna get new blood in when you still relying on these dudes? Like, first of all, I don't really like the whole. Can we just be honest for a second? I don't like the whole new revamped NXT. The NXT 2.0 is garbage. The NXT 2.0 to me is uh, NXT. <laughs> Yo, that's 400. Yo, the the new NXT feels like a NXT void of Triple H to me. Oh my god. And I and it feels so weird to say that because everybody knows how I feel about Triple H as a wrestler, but as a businessman and an architect of you know a program, 
he's like none other. He can't be really compared to because he's so he does it so well. And the early NXT and everything before what's going on now in the last couple of years, uh, that was some some really great programming. I say pre anything post WWE Network on NXT has been garbage to me. Why can't they bring back Lucha Underground? I find yo, that's funny you bring that up. They have something that's an alternative for Lucha Underground because it's all the people that used to be a part of it, including Dario Cueto and Mil Muertes, and Katrina's there too, called mm-hmm. Major League Wrestling, and it's on Vice. And a lot of the people that we watched on Lucha Underground are on that joint. But it's not the I'm same. I'm about to start looking it up. But it's not the same. I get it. It, it like we're they never were gonna, different. We're that never, was different. They messed. They ruined that. So that bad. shit was like that. Shit was like that was storytelling to a max. And the wrestling on there was fucking incredible. That's why when I be telling people about Lucha Underground, I be like, Yo, Lucha Underground is not for everybody. Like you really have to have. A uh, love and imagination for wrestling to watch Lucha Underground. Yo, my yo, because I feel like my heart is breaking right now. Yo, for real, because I remember, I re- distinctly remember this because this is when we still live with our parents, me and mm. Bree. Like I used to go over her house on Wednesdays specifically to watch Lucha Underground with her. Yo, like we would go over to my granny house just to watch that shit. Bro, like yo, Lucha- hey granny, what's up? Lucha Underground was that shit. That was like that wrestling I couldn't miss. Like it made me feel like how I first felt when I watched like Monday Night Raw back in That's the day. That's what got me back into the wrestling because the you, Lucha you, Underground was heat. He was playing the games and then he was like, "Yo, I, know I you told you about the joint." <laughs> I told you about this, Pentagon Junior and all of them, like, and I was like, "Yo." Matter of fact, you made me watch wrestling. like the first three episodes. I watched the first three episodes with you, but I forgot which season it was. It had to be season one. Yeah. It, it had Matter of fact, yeah, it had to be season one because it was still early to me. It was still fresh to me. Like, I think it was still within season one. Yeah, I think it was like so many episodes. Though. It was like, because it, it was like in the middle. It was probably close to the end of season one when I introduced you to the first couple episodes. Matter of fact, I think it was, the. I think I went backwards yeah. or something like that. You probably backtracked. I, did, I went backwards because I think the first, very first episode I seen was, I didn't see uh, when, actually Was no. it the Gift of the Guys Championship was the first episode I showed you? I think it was. Because I remember they were doing all that crazy shit, jumping off ladders yeah. and going from the yeah. the balcony and all yeah. that. That was it. That was like that was probably like episode six. Okay. So you probably watched that and then went back to the beginning yeah. and then caught yourself up. Because like, I didn't get to the part. Because after that, then it was uh, with him and Mil Mortez. Yes. And, and yup. So yeah, you know what? God, bro. This is we got to rewatch that. We got to watch yo. it again. It's still available. They have it on. We got to do reviews. They have it on. We do. You know what? It needs this just do. Because Lucha Underground. Was crazy. It was, man. It, it was like the golden age for, for it me. It came out at a really good time, too, when I was just uninterested in wrestling. Just in general. Because like everything on TV was boring as hell at the time. And there was... N- there was nothing fun to me besides like what I would watch on YouTube from the indie circuit. Like that was when Young Bucks and Adam Cole and Kenny and everybody was like gaining their prominence on the indie circuit. That's when I started shifting my focus from watching TV wrestling to like YouTube wrestling. But like, man, then that came and I was like, oh, the story, Drago and all the fantastical characters that wouldn't work in any other setting or play and you could put normal people like it was just like shout out to l ray network right because if it wasn't for them like that was like that was the antithesis of the product being in the perfect place because all they promoted was like 
B movies and like old horror films and like 80s and 90s slasher flicks. That was their vibe. And I liked it because it was like a fight club because it was Lucha Underground, not anything mainstream. Like, And when you saw the ambiance of the arena, it looked underground. It looked like you had to go into a basement cellar to get to this arena. Right, I'm like... It wasn't in no like lavish studio or nothing like that. Everything looked rusty and dirty. I was like, yeah. Hell yeah. Lucha Underground up in this piece. And then they had unique belts. Like they, they should have had more though. They they should have. I agree. If if it would have kept going in the way that it was going, it probably would have. Yeah. But man, that's that's my one like uh that's my one regret that I never went over there to see an actual Lucha Underground show live. I think we was trying to uh, one, we, at one we point. did. We wanted to in season two. Like I wanted to go see one bad. But that's when we thought that it was going like it should should have last blew up. forever. It should have blew up. What what messed it up was you could tell that. Well, first of all, AEW was starting to become prominent. That's when they were starting to have like pay per views. Yeah. That was like all in and everything was coming up. So they started snagging all the important talent. And I think too. And then it's an understanding. And then Chavo and a lot of the people backstage weren't involved anymore. So like in Lucha Underground, yeah. Probably by season because the cause higher the thing, ups, by season three. It, it was, started it was getting, wasn't it under like management by somebody else? I think so. The arena changed and everything. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was. It, wasn't. it was better upgraded. It was more yeah. facilitated for wrestling, but it was just like it wasn't. It wasn't what we fell in love with. It, it wasn't, wasn't what we were there for. The fact that it, it's it's like it's like my love for B movies. Right. Like I know that they're bad. I know that they're not great quality. But those are the things that I love about it. Like, I can get past those and still enjoy the film for what it is, even though it has its shortcomings. Right. I felt like that with Lucha Underground. It looked unpolished. It looked rigid. But that's what made it exciting for me. Like, that's what made it lit. The little backstage segments when they were fucking... Right. Speaking Spanish promos. I loved that. I had the translations on the bottom. I don't know. Subtitles on the bottom. I don't know why that was an important element for me. Like, I loved when... Pentagon would come out there and speak his promos in Spanish, and you still felt it, even though like I didn't understand what he was I saying per se without the saying. subtitles. But like but his body language translated, I knew everything. what he was trying to get across, and like the way he sold that, I was like, "This shit is fire!" This time, <laughs> this time I came in here. For he said, "My astro." He said, "I'm coming in here to sacrifice y'all. Yeah. I got that. I don't got no fear, and whoever wants to smoke can get it." Right. One day Iron what else purse. do I need to say? <laughs> like that's your, you, yo, you right, bro. That was some man. If you've never watched Lucha Underground, I encourage you to go to either. I know some. I know a couple seasons of it is on Netflix, mm. but I think all three seasons are on Tubi TV. If I'm not mistaken, and mm. Tubi TV is a free app that you can get on your phone. You can get it on PlayStation, whatever. It's a free. It's free AF. So. Go watch it on there because that's yeah. some storytelling to the maximum, especially if you love like sci-fi and fantastical, like stuff Crazy that you really got to be into it to 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 rock with it. Like you, it's not for the casual. It's, it's not like for the watching casual a grindhouse movie. It's definitely not for the casual wrestling. Fan. Right. Like if you're just here to watch some, you know, man, a machete would have came there and been wrapped. <sighs> I would have believed it too. Oh my God. What, what hurt me was when they were trying to, I felt like they were really trying to Americanize it in the third season when Jake Hagar became the Lucha Underground champion. I was like, that's a problem. When you got, you know, the American hero-esque character being mm. the champion of Lucha Underground. 
Got something wrong here. Something, something. We've got a pickle of foot. Cause I think it's because Pentagon and and Ray Phoenix were gone. Uh, by that time, what's the name was gone as well. Uh, Prince Puma. Oh yeah. There was no sure. more appearances of Ray Mysterio. Right. All they had left was like Mill and Matanza and brutes that have already had their title reigns. So we ain't need that. We ain't need none of that. I was just like, <sighs> Johnny Mundo was gone. Right. I was like, uh, some of the best pieces. It was a big gap missing. Like when that talent was taken, I was like, ooh, you can was see. Was Helico there? And Helico, I think no, he was gone too because he, he joined too? AEW as okay. well. He's part of AEW. Jack I Evans know he too. Is now, yes, yeah, Jack Evans. Of, all of them was gone. About, um, what's his name? Something Cage. Brian Cage was Brian gone Cage? too. Okay. He was gone too. Yeah, man. Everybody yeah. was poached. So I was like, ah, damn. Because they seen it coming. Probably. That was when Marty the Moth finally got his shine. Marty the Moth Martinez. I remember him. That was my boy. I remember him too. <laughs> he was great. I remember Marty DeMar. And he had the uh, sister, Marty Paulson. He did, yep. That was a great team right there, man. Oh, man, Lucha Underground. I'm getting the feels over Lucha Underground. Right. I'm sick right now. Elise. Oh, she was fine. <laughs> she was so... I ain't going to speak on the evil Elise. Katrina. Oh, yo. Ooh. See, I got... You never know see... Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. They I... had some of the finest chicks in wrestling. Because I was going to have a story for that. Oh, man. Sexy star, little boo with you. Boo, 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 sexy star. Unsexy star. Why? Why? I never liked sexy star. She she was the Roman Reigns of Lucha Underground to me. They was just like shoving her down our throat. And she was catching wind she shouldn't have caught. She was decent. She was boring. She did the same. She had this five moves of doom. She was John Cena, actually. Oh, not the five moves of doom. She always did the same moves. You fear me. She did all the same moves. How you in Lucha and doing fight? All right, never mind. <laughs> okay, all right. Nope, don't do that. Don't do that. Because we want Luch, baby. Yeah. We want the flippity dippity. You feel me? We want all the flips. We want the way you done tease me with Ray Phoenix and then you going to throw Sexy Star out there? Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Cut the shit. Yo, chill. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yo, okay. Not to take nothing away from her as a female wrestler because female wrestlers be holding it down. That's the only oh, yeah. watchable. That's the only watchable thing on WWE for me. Besides, Matter of fact, Bianca Bla- Belair is probably damn near females yeah it goes like this for me on wwe if the, i'll watch a female segment uh seth rollins segment yeah. and a new day segment that's the only shit i care about on wwe outside of that i'm good i will watch roman reigns shit Bro, i'm getting tired of the roman reigns but I'm i only want to see who's who is going like to be the challenger i'm fatigued of, by the roman reigns because we know they're not gonna they're not gonna put him in jeopardy he's just gonna go over I, I, I kind of, I, I, I'm trying to see, the only reason why I'm invested in it is because I'm trying to see if my theory is going to be correct. What's your theory? Oh, that Drew McIntyre is going to be the one. Oh, yeah, to, I remember to, you brought that up before. beat him. I would love that. I would yeah. love that. He would be a deserving champion. He would be a great champion. I think he would hold the four down well. Especially, like, it, Roman Reigns would be a hard act to follow this most recent championship reign because he's been doing a really good job. Right. But... Me personally, I'm fatigued with. This. I am like, too. I don't like, like the whole. I'm over it now. It's like I don't mind you still having that gimmick, but like, I want you to. I I don't feel like no one's threatening you lately. Yeah, not since like Kevin Brock Owens. Lesnar is alright. Yeah, but I not mean, since but... like not since his feud with Kevin Owens that I feel like somebody might really beat him. Like, oh no, matter of fact, I'm like Brian Danielson too. Brian Danielson too. His feud with him before he left the company, 
made me think like, oh shoot, he might lose. Like those are the last two people I saw him fight. Lose. I think he was going. It was it was at least believable. Like unlike the most recent people he's been fighting, he just been walking through everybody. Right. But like, you want to put those, those two are of, like mm, maybe you, maybe, but that like, that's what it always. You want to put that maybe factor, but you yeah. know. It was just like with Drew McIntyre. Like I started to see, like there they gave Roman Reigns the Drew, uh, the Drew McIntyre formula, yeah. where you seen this dude, he came through, he uh, that cage match hurt my soul. <sighs> did, you, did you know they had a? Did you know they had crash pads? They used crash pads. You didn't know that? No. Okay. Oh shit! Story I'm time. Have, I'm gonna have to show you this. I'm gonna have to show you this later. <laughs> I wish we were doing a live stream episode right now because mm. I would just bring this shit up on the computer and let everybody in the stream see it right now because, yo, I remember I remember watching this. They were doing a bump. I think he did, like, a spear on the apron mm. and Drew McIntyre fell from the apron to the floor, mm. quote-unquote. Oh, and he and fell into a, that little uh, cut. That cut that, like, yeah, it was, like, perfectly, like, laid out there. There was a crash pad by Drew. They why caught you, him like a. Why you landing on a crash pad? In uh, a, <laughs> yo, why you? Why in you? A hell, in a hell in them cell match. Man. Why you landing on crash pad? After you done threw my man Mick Foley off and damn near took his life, almost unalived. They can't have that no more. Almost unalived him. You gonna? You crash know why? What did we just say? off the apron. What did we say? What did we establish? Kids. They, they were falling off Us. the apron though. I understand. Oh, the apron is not even high. Um, listen, the kids know. Yo, the apron is like literally like as high as this desk. You mean to tell me he can't take a bump from there? Nope. This man is like six six. Nope. Two seventy. He can't. You gotta like, have a crash come pad. Come on, man. Like he a, needed a crash pad. Like a floor mat at a daycare. I was sick. As soon as I seen that, I was like, <laughs> I'm turning this shit off. I can't watch this. I was like, "What is this?" Listen, I had to, I had to, I had to put myself in again jutsu. Might as well just bring a stunt Listen, double up. I had to put myself in again jutsu when I first seen a DQ in a Hell in the Cell, and I was like, oh "No, my God. don't bring that up." It's like, "Oh my God, what the fuck is this?" <sighs> then I was like, "You know what? Let Especially me just the way that it, the DQ me, happened. It was let me look cool. in the mirror and trick my own mind with my <laughs> own eyes to what what I think." <laughs> yeah, because that wasn't even it wasn't even a cool execution. It was just like, "Come on, so." And, Cooler spots happened before that happened. Part of me, part of me understands the part of me understands just the when you write it on paper, it sound good on paper. Like, okay, write it on paper. So many chairs is going to be on his body and like he going to get beat so bad. Like they Seth Rollins is going to do so much. Has no willpower. To right. Up. You think that he would be dead or yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? Like, right. okay. Like but then when you visualize it, it, it didn't like, like, carry over. It didn't carry over at all. Right. <laughs> at all the flimsicality of the wrestling chairs first of all wasn't gonna be your friend like you needed to use different chairs if you was gonna go for that yeah aesthetic. like i'm sitting here and like they just stacking a little fold this this the little I'm, baby foldies like, i'm like on, okay no. all right so so I, he's dead from that i okay. personally as a regular joe schmo average human being have carried at least like eight of them bitches under my arms at the same time so you mean to tell me this human being who is supposed to be like supernaturally strong and powerful right. and, and incredible right couldn't withstand like a stack of those falling come on now stop it. but the, but the thing stop is they it. had to dq it before stop because they thought yeah and then but he and then and then the actual like sell to the end of 
Psych, bitch, I lied. Yeah, and then I got he, your ass. He got up, like yeah, he got but, up with all and power. And then it's in his just hands. like, and it's just like, okay, did you do it on purpose? Because if only if you did it on purpose, would I accept that too? Like you, like you, I allowed you to think that yeah, you won, yeah, you beat me, and you survived only to gotcha, bitch. You know what I'm saying? But still, still was dumb. Still was dumb. They could have chose a. They could have did something they different. Just do it. If you're gonna do that, don't do it in the Hell in a Cell match. Right, do the TLC solved. match. Problem solved. Right, bro. the Hell in a Cell match was the matter worst fact, possible place to execute that. You matter of fact, you could have did that in a regular match. That's to, what I'm saying. Because it will be a DQ. How, it makes right. more sense. How you gonna pay, how you gonna match. have them in one of the most brutal matches in the history of WWE? Right. Like, and and the lights is all red and shit. On, the man. whole entire shit was red the whole entire time. I just feel like they was always trying to bury Bray Wyatt any way they could. They could. Because they, they started trying it when they uh did that Randy Orton stuff when he had the... They I remember already, they, the, yeah. the, the, the shit in the ring when they had the, the bees and the bugs and all the corny crap that they was putting in WrestleMania when they was fighting. I was like, this is so cheesy, bro. This is cheesy in a bad way. Because cheesy with the right level can be good. Right. But that was bad cheesy. I was just like... Hence the Undertaker, cheesy in a good way. Yeah, like come on now, we know he not the we know he's not no dead man walking. We right. get this. Why he wearing purple gloves? But you know he sold it in a way that was like that it was believable. I can get behind this. Like, like, hold on, time out. He might come. Yeah, he might be there. He might actually be there choke slam me if I'm bad and I right. wake up in the middle of the night. And I'm like you know shit. Yeah, word. But I'm not thinking that now because you like, ain't listen to your parents. Y'all not y'all not, y'all not executing right, but Abaddon. <laughs> Go watch Abaddon on on AEW. That chick's scary. I don't I don't rock with her. She creepy. She remind me of Mick Foley. I don't like the Abaddon chick. Probably she's probably into that shit. Anybody named she be having the Abaddon? Bl- she be having the bloody mouth and everything, and she'll never talk. She just she just grunt to the mic. Yeah, I was see? like, yeah, yeah. This, see, this any, is what I'm any, here to see. Anybody named Abaddon named himself after a and demon? And she's great. She's a good wrestler. Super good. Super solid. I'm like, all right, Abaddon, go ahead. And it's crazy because she looks so good in real life. I looked at like what her wrestling face looked like. They made, they did a, they must go really far to make her look ugly because she's not ugly. I was like, all right. Yeah, no, nah, okay. usually that's how you, you know, going for, you really going you know for this goth, character. You know how the goth, uh, she really going, she really be. going for the character. Yeah, no, nah, they'd be fine and sexy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I respect it. I was like, okay, you're really mm-hmm. going for it. Scare me then. Double arm DDT. <laughs> Matter of fact, pedigree with your face front. <laughs> I know. Stop. Nah, but for real, though, <laughs> wrestling has been lacking from the WWE perspective. Thank God that there's other programs to watch because uh, AEW been putting on some good shows. Yeah, the way I they, agree. The way they've been wrestling, man, it's been some it's wrestling just, matches, it's man. This is a I, I got to find good wrestling. To get I feel that. I like it. I can feel that. I like both. I like what they're doing, but. You you haven't found that one person Still, that's like yo yet. yes I rock with you yeah like I I'm, get it if Bray Wyatt do go there I I see what you do I think you would have loved the way Brody Lee was before he actually passed. I did his, I actually his did. character was great because he was he was evil. But he, but was, he still was a like businessman. Yeah, he was like a and goofy, I was like, evil bro, businessman. Actually, I was actually behind him. It was really him. good. I actually was watching uh, AEW when he was a part of the Dark Order where he would do all the promos where he'd be in a business suit and he'd be eating steak and yeah, just chilling. He was great. I felt like, you know, just come through and uh. You never have, you never have bad guys that's funny like that, right? He executed it so well, right? Like what? what, 
what were you thinking when you uh I'm were just, doing this, Vince McMahon? I'm just happy that my man Brian Danielson is there and he's able to wrestle. In right, his way. CM Punk is wrestling again. Facts. I've never thought I'd see the fucking day. That's a, that's a whole fact. That's a whole solidified fact. And having good matches too. I love that he didn't come in there and try and be like thrust into like the main event picture. He's right. like elevating younger talent or like giving people that don't normally get an opportunity an opportunity you got so but that's the and thing they, though. and they've been having great fucking matches you got so many dudes that's coming there like it's, crazy it's, that's it's mad people good that he as never fuck. had a chance to wrestle he's probably like bro the greatest wrestlers like a, are coming there like just a Ken to wrestle store honestly right. he's like, like that's a wrestler's wrestler right there and he's like you get you get to let me put up put up my skill against all these fucking figures that i never had a chance to go against like that's why what? i think aw is here to stay because oh yeah they, they're they're a wrestling comes, show. Yeah, they're the only wrestling show on TV. Yeah, and they doing it right. They doing it right, right. So right. They picking. The only thing I would say is that they need to get they need better women. Yeah, see, knuckle me. Clink, That's clink. why I said uh, Ember Moon would be a great benefit. To oh, great! Oh, me and, me yeah. And Ingram were, me and Ingram were talking about this a little bit yesterday, oh, and I was man. like, man, their women's division is literally being carried on their back by Britt baker like she's literally carrying that shit on her back like and the only in my ember moon is a believable target to be like yo i'm coming through and i'm taking that i don't feel like ruby soho was it ruby soho is gonna be i good. thought if she did now she's good to like, be the person that start from the bottom long term and develop into that yeah especially because she's a face and too. i don't even think she wanted it to be she didn't want that either no. i don't think she wanted that but ember moon she has that imposing figure yeah. and character already that as soon as she comes out there it's like mystique to it it's like it's like malachi black you can right. already thrust them into a main picture and people won't even question it because the the character that they held before they got there i'm right. like Yo, Ember Moon, they need Ember Moon. Because, like Miro. Yes. That's one of the best gimmicks on TV. Right. That's one of literally the Ugly best gimmicks. Ugly strap and all. I love it. I can't wait to him and Brian Dennison fight. Mm. But that's what I love about him being there. Like, I love that he's really getting a chance to, you can tell he's wrestling his style. Mm -hmm. Like, in WWE, you could tell he had to hold back a lot. And my boy be out there getting in fights. He be out there scrapping He was Zangief. He really be really out there scrapping. For wrestling. Yo, I'll, I'll, man, listen. Them boys, I'm really happy for Miro and really happy for Brian Danielson getting a chance to really show their medal in AEW. Because, like, Rusev was getting pigeonholed for the longest time in WWE. Right. In the beginning, he was doing all right. Yeah. Rusev was that. You thought he would have been the champion the by United now. The States, United States champion Rusev was incredible. You would have thought he'd been a WWE champion. He should have. Or the Universal champion. He got, he, he got skipped over a bunch of times if you I thought me. he was with that one gimmick he had where he uh, Yo, Rusev started Day to was, fight back. Right. Yo, Rusev Day was super over too. Every gimmick you gave this dude or he came up across, he got it over. There wasn't anything he did that was not over. But he kept missing championship opportunities for some reason. And I was just like, I don't get it. And they really handled him properly. When he went to AEW, they put the belt on him as soon as they could. And they made sure he beat the hell out of people, believing, believably, convincingly. And then he got up out of there, lost his title to a valiant, you know, opponent. And came back and started dominating niggas again. My thing is, how can you believe... <laughs> In the structure of the business, when they say, oh, it's just a business, but then they want to release you. You can't. You right. can't get behind it because you're literally you have, doing exactly you what they tell you, only to be released. Two ready-to-go new face champions. You had Keith fucking Lee. 
He beat Randy fucking Orton. I'm so sick about that. He and his not only first, that, his fr- before he even got there. Let's talk about he him being the only person NXT champion in the uh, North both American belts strap. at once. The only person, yeah. the only person, right? And that was my same great with Karrion Cross. There's only been five men. He beat him. There's only he been, handed it over to him. There's only been five men to carry the NXT strap more than once, and he's one of them. Only Bruh. to be released. That just it just doesn't add up to me. I don't understand it either. I really and, don't. And like, well, like me and Ingram were talking about, we think it has a lot to do with you know shifting their money in another direction. They might be trying to do something else. I, I can sense that they're only keeping people with, like, okay, think about it like this: they're clearing you release out the high everybody, end. but you didn't release Rey Mysterio. Now it's nothing to take he, away from Rey Mysterio. He probably, he probably not making as much money. But at the same time, no, Rey Mysterio making mad money. I think because he got all them Gucci and Balenciaga outfits. That's shit. why they got rid of. That's why they got rid of Braun Strowman. He was making like over a million dollars. They so. probably he's more. I feel like because he can play a certain gimmick. And there's a lot of things to the theory of why. You don't got to put no belt on Rey Mysterio. He'll be happy as a lark just to be there. Yeah, but then it's just like there's other underlying. Like he's going to be a he's a WCW guy and he in sells merch man's too. mind forever. So he's he going to be a gonna, slave. Yeah, and, and he could you going to be a gimmick off. and you're going to be jobbable. And he's going to sell merch, right? Sell masks because everybody loves Rey Mysterio. Yeah. So you're just going to be a walking he's a gimmick. fan favorite. You, I, I, I literally, if you're a walking gimmick. Yeah. Then you get the fucking sell. That's why I feel why like. Why do you think our truth is always got to drop? Walking gimmick, entertainment, and that's the sad thing about it. Like when I see the like a puppet, yeah, you know. And I'm not to take away like they they own men. They make their own money. They feed. That's how they feed their family. They owe them a, like a little allegiance. But at the same time, I just see that they would they wouldn't even hesitate to to sell you off if they selling off. No, but people you're right. that's like integral Top to their business business you, you're right though because it makes me and what what in turn that what what makes that happen is like it kind of fucks it up for people watching and when they see other people acting a certain way you can kind of like feel like oh maybe they're not being genuine maybe they're being fucking maybe they're only acting like this because the company wants them to be like that like i feel like people act like that towards new day like right i i I don't know if this is appropriate for the podcast, but fuck it, it's our podcast. I'm bringing it up. Go ahead. I had a, I had a conversation with. Go ahead. I had a conversation with a white friend of mine. I will yeah. not say his name because I don't want to embarrass him in any way. But I had a very intriguing conversation with him, and I'm super happy that he respected me enough that he felt like he could bring this to me and have this conversation with me. Mm. I had to explain to him what cooning was because. He knows my affinity for the New Day and how I always rep them and how, you know, I always speak highly of them on social media. Right. And he he came to me and said, you know, there's a guy that I work with, a black gentleman, that always refers to the New Day as coons. And I don't understand what he means. I don't know if he's saying this in a way that's endearing or if it's something that is insulting. Mm-hmm. And this is an older gentleman. So like, I know he wasn't saying it to me, like in a way to offend or anything like that. He was genuinely trying to gain some understanding. So I said, I'm so glad I'm the person that you asked this question to, because I know exactly what you mean, especially when it comes to the new day. And I said, I'll put it to you exactly like this. A lot of people would say that the new day are quote unquote cooning because they do wild and ridiculous things for quote unquote the white man on TV as a sense to promote themselves. Right. But I said the thing that 
they're leaving out about these gentlemen in particular. Because if you follow them on any of their other social medias, you know, or on YouTube or, for instance, Xavier Woods. He mm-hmm. doesn't even go by his wrestling moniker on his social media. He goes by his real name, Austin Creed. Right. This is how he acts on his normal page. This is how he acts on YouTube. This is how he acts on Instagram. This, this is how, how he acts everywhere. This is just who, who this motherfucker are. is. Right. So it's like, yes, there are very... Highly indicatable moments, moments in wrestling world yeah. where you can see, yep. Mm-hmm, at first, that's I was, it. At first, I was like that too. I remember, remember, I was like, "Yo, man, true." I'm not fucking with that because they bugging. Well, at first, and at then first, I was like, the way they pushed the way, yeah, the company pushed the gimmick out there was that specific. I think it was that specific, specifically trying to do but that. Them switch, like but they were like switching nah, it. Nah, they, I felt like they okay. rotated it and made it something that worked. That was for their them. own shit. And, and that was the part I was like, I can get with this. That's exactly. And that's where, why it really gets on my nerves when people be like, oh, the New Day is out here cooning. And uh, I'm like, Cause, incorrect. Because the, the first, I, I'm like, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to lie. That first church holy gimmick. Oh, is yeah. A, and oh, they yeah. did the little. It's that was their day. That was Durr. their intent. And I and I feel like that's trolling when they keep that intro mm-hmm. and they run with that's it. That's exactly and they just, what it is. And it's just like, that's something that you turn into negative into a positive. It's almost like the way black people use the N-word. Right, bro. And I'm just like, I like I like this gimmick solely because you really tried to put this. Tried to play them. Oh my, yo. You really tried to play I them. I promise you and that that shit was a coon gimmick. Yeah, they tried to play they them. They tried to put them in dress ties, shirts, and it, slacks it wasn't, it wasn't and work. shit like that. And they talking about preaching and shit like that and with choirs and shit like Mm-mm. Especially at that point in time, at, at that period of time. Yeah, in like 2006, 2007. Oh, like, oh man. Can't be doing that, bro. Oh, man. It, it wasn't it wasn't going to be good. But I think, I think, well, but, I respect but, them. But look, at, but look at them now. Uh-huh. Kofi Kingston. How they slid into it, though. Kofi Kingston, one of only, what, four black world heavyweight champions. Right. Followed by Big E. Right. Followed by Xavier Woods, who just became the recent king of the ring. Mm-hmm. These guys are seeing great success. Another thing a lot of people don't know. These are the first motherfuckers since CM Punk to outsell John Cena in merchandise. Of course. Look at them. Look at, look They're at what they do. They're walking merchandise. They own Snickers commercials. They own fucking They're everything. In yeah. yeah. Xavier Woods is one of the most intelligent marketers I've ever Bro. seen. The way he markets up, up, down, down, and his other business outside of WWE is extremely intelligent. And the way he brings his other wrestling friends in and lets them get a piece of the pie, like... Because he knows he's a facilitator. It's, it's, it's just you know? really... You can just tell that this is what this man is about. And, like, so it really fucking gets on my nerves. And it kind of hurts my feelings because we have such a good representation for our community as black people right. in this company but then that has wanna... been known to shit on black people and they're finally thrust to a point that we could be proud of right. and y'all still we can be acknowledge like, them. they're cooning. Right. I'm like, what? Nah, it's different. Did you not see all the shit that they had to go through to get to this point? Right. I don't like that. Like People will be like, maybe say for instance when Big E be doing the gyrations and he be doing certain shit. No, nah, that's just him. He liked to dance. He just he do a that big goofy he, dancing. He do listen. Sometimes people do random goofy shit. Sometimes you don't know what people's goofy is. Hey. That's his. I know a difference between cooning and fucking you Having just fun. being fucking goofy. And yeah, just being just whoever you want to be, it, however yeah. you want to be, and Man. shit like that. Everything the new day is doing, I'm supporting it. I'm behind. And it. then 
Y'all motherfuckers will say that, but then y'all cheer for somebody in a towel, fucking fake gyrating. Valvenus. Niggas, stop, stop playing with me. Make it make sense. I say something that you, uh, you want to bleep this out? You bringing up very you valid You want me to bleep points. this out? Go ahead. Y'all crackering. Stop playing. <laughs> nah, I don't even bleep that shit out. I'm not, no, no disrespect. Yeah, but, but like, it's just like, what, what does that mean then? And, and the thing that really annoyed me about it was the person that said it was a black person. So it's like, coon is always, almost always used by black people to other black people. Uncle it, Tom. It super annoyed me. And I was like, dude, right. you of all people, because by the way he's, he was describing it, this guy that was saying it is a big wrestling fan. So I'm like, you watch wrestling then. So you know, Every wrestler, you, you know what it is. Then you would, then then you would say most of all. Yeah, you that know J, what it our, is. That our truth is is Coonan. You know but what it is. But he's fucking not. You know what he's it is. He's literally not. He he literally is doing whatever the he fuck. He just found a smart pocket. Right. And he and don't that's gotta how do. He is in real life. Yo, my man is pursuing in real a, fucking life. He's pursuing a, a great. Music career at the age of forty something, right? While doing his little he random shit on wrestling, his Being, TikTok great. Yo, his is funny. Oh it's his funny. TikTok is incredible. Oh, the TikTok I was talking about with uh, R True, where he was uh, it was like the Mickey trying to come outside. Yeah, he was reacting to it, bro. He was like, "You feel like you feel like that?" R True like, is great. Right. I will. I always get, reference him. R True will always have a job, and he just he just knows how to find a pocket. That's his, and just mind his business you know what, and I'm be just, successful. You know what? You no, know just, just, just period. I'm glad we just even talking about this period. I'm yeah. not just gonna lie. Wrestling has always had underlining racism, sexism, yes. uh, tension. It's, it's part of the show. The gimmicks, like what they doing to Naomi. Yep. I feel like a lot of stuff that they do to us, or just do to certain people, especially with uh, uh, the Spanish, mm-hmm. Latino, yep. you know, commuting Latin community, whatever y'all, whatever. You know, uh, it's like they can't be out there without a mask on, right? Or they can, or, or they in tag teams, or they can't mm-hmm. really. They can't be a top guy. When the last uh, real Eddie Guerrero, yeah, or Alberto Car- Del Rio, yeah. yeah, that's about it. And it's just like all you see is just these white faces on here. These are your heroes, your idols. Now I'm glad. Well, now you got Biggie. You yes. know what I'm saying? They changed it up. That's why I was glad why that I, actually Bobby Lashley that's why I got, said, fuck, got a fucking chance to be a champion. That's why I said it really annoys me that our people, at a time where we're getting treated so well in this company, can say something like that. Right. Like, it's there's so many years that you can document of people of color just being treated like shit in WWE with the exception of the Anawahi family. Listen, if you treat your own people like that, you'll treat yes. how you think they feel about you. But look at how much success we're seeing, not just for the men. Like you said, Bianca Belair, Sasha right. Banks. Right. These are women of color that have been seeing tremendous success in WWE. Right. And I mean, it's like, it just can't be I even give it a, shot, a shout out to Becky Lynch because she not an American, she she's is not American. She's for, she's a foreigner too. Yeah, she's a foreigner. She's you know? in a foreign land. So I mean, to be honest, it's just it's a really good time to be a fan of wrestling. It's just depends on what kind of wrestling you're watching. Right. Just depends on what you're watching because I can't. There's certain things I just can't get behind anymore with WWE. I can't just mindlessly, senselessly watch it. When you I know what you know what's happen. crazy. The reason why too, I just started like just there was this one really 
pivotal moment where I was like, wow, you really squandered a fucking chance to really make somebody a good wrestler and a good champion over a fucking opportunity. Yeah. And this is how I knew this shit was up. The day fucking, uh, what is his name? Are you talking about, um, Jinder Mahal? Jinder Mahal? The yeah. Colossus? Yeah. I felt like he was a great heel. Yeah. He could have been a great champion. Yeah. But you only did that because they were trying to exploit the Saudi Arabia trip and Crown, Crown Jewel. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Getting more money, appeasing them. Yep. Yeah. Making more. Making a mockery of the title to just make more millions. Right. Not There's no res- more prestige in WWE. Right. It, 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 like, it so happened to happen right around that time where he was champion. And yeah. all that shit was being done in that it area. No, it wasn't no kawinky dink. It was they planned. basically was like, it was okay. ordained. I can see it all right now. Just sitting down at the table. So, uh, what you want What you want for us to uh, do? What you want us to do for us to uh, compete in this land? Give us uh, space and occupancy. Well, uh, we want to see a, a Saudi champion. Boom. We want a champion that looks like us. Yeah. Boom. Put him up there. Gender, come yeah. on down, baby. Let me see. We got Gender Mahal. We'll put him on there. Go ahead. Yeah. Make make that so. Oh, and, and run that until the whole entire business is done. Done. Bad booking 101. And ever since, a cursed land. I just can't watch it, man. I'll never watch a crown jewel. Oh, yeah. Crown jewel. Every time, every time you're right, it is a cursed land for wrestling. It's like every time they go there, something bad happens. And that's not disrespect from, to them from, as from people or anything. My boy like sliding under the ring to the shit storm that they call Undertaker versus Goldberg. That match was right. garbage. Oh, or or the Undertaker and Kane versus Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Or Goldberg. Old ass fest. Yeah, that's all I said. Goldberg versus Undertaker. Oh, yeah. That match was, oh my God, pooped the whole Crash. bed. Yo, like you said, the uh, the DX versus the Brothers of Destruction? Like, terrible. Terrible. Like, what? We didn't need that. No one asked for that. We've seen that. We've seen that right. when they were when they could go. We don't now, need to see that. Yeah, our recent crown jewels, I. That's why that, Triple H got injured there. Remember, that's when he messed right. up his chest and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, uh, doing, doing, doing right for the wrong reasons. Right. Sacrificing like, your life and blood for somebody that's just so careless with the goddamn business. The belt prestige just hurts me. Uh, I'll, I'll end it off with this. As a fan of wrestling, it pains me. Cause especially because WWE is the whole reason why I watch wrestling. Like, it's the first thing I've ever seen. Right. So, yes, it has a place. It's always going to have a place near and dear in my heart. But as I grown into an adult being a fan of wrestling, specifically wrestling, not sports entertainment, I love wrestling like I'm part of the business. So, like, when the business is failing... I feel that because our entertainment value goes down and the way that the business is treating go, is treated goes down and right. people's care for it goes down. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get as many opportunities as it would if people gave a fuck. Like now we're in another renaissance per se of wrestling because it's not just WWE that has a viable product. There's multiple other places where you can go to see good wrestling and good wrestlers without having to go through the rigmarole of WWE-style programming. And, and, I, and I think, too, 
what makes it more tactical is that yeah you see how the shameless plugs that wwe will pull to to get more international whereas to all you got to do is work together with different companies mm-hmm. just to be international that now you work with you. new japan new japan's about to with, come there and right literally next week they're about to have new japan wrestlers fighting at aew right and aew could probably come in there do it just they to have, do stuff John John Moxley was wrestling at GCW. You had right. Kenny Omega fighting at Impact. Right. Christian Cage, who was the Impact champion, was fighting at AEW. Right. Like they're just using each other, working off each other, and, and who knows it's so smart. Right. Who knows? So what's smart. Next? Who knows? Who Ring knows? of Ring of Honor. I I read was in well not Ring of Honor the parent company mm. of Ring of Honor. I read that they were like in millions of dollars of debt. So I wouldn't be surprised if their contract or their archive, or their library, or their roster, whatever the way they have it set up, mm. is going to be picked through or either completely grabbed by one of these two companies. Right. So, I mean, there's so much more opportunity out there for wrestlers. And it's cool that you don't have to be a WWE person no more to make big money in wrestling. I think that that makes me happy for the wrestling world. Because before, if you wasn't in WWE, you wasn't really like... Doing getting, pay, getting paid enough to like for it to matter. Now that's no, not a thing like no New more. Japan, yeah, and that's like a whole different. And that's type it's of, hard to get in there. It's yeah, hard to and get. That's like a whole different area and aura. It's really hard you know? to get in that territory and like get your foot. You gotta in. have respect. You do. Basically. You truly do. You truly like, do. People like yo, I want to go start wrestling in Japan. There's not like, many Kenny Omegas in, when you go to New Japan. Like you gotta really work for that shit. So like just to see all these wrestlers have an opportunity to prosper. Somewhere that's not WWE, it's cool for me. It makes me happy for them. Because, you know, WWE has its weird techniques and tactics of how they treat people and how they uh, go about their business, you know. So, sometimes it's not always for the best. It's best for their interests, not for the business interests. No, I know what it is. It's just that Vince, man, and it's sad to say, like, he wanted them. He wanted, uh elites yep to me in my eyes oh he is to me he's just like he's an elitist untouchable right and he'll sacrifice like like purposely like just promote certain things about back in the day i guess wrestling is about like sportsmanship entertaining people kayfabe you know what i mean like just pure on i guess i guess you like you say entertainment yeah showing skill Showing who, who can out wrestle who, yeah. But when you got now, it's on this worldwide scale, it's making all this money, you know, it's being worshipped with all this energy, all this power. It's like people don't understand, like, it's serious because it's a lot of blood, literally, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, a lot of energy, a lot of, a lot of bad intention in it, yeah. And and what makes me realize that is. The when I watch the show Heels, I see I like how shit. I make people feel. Yeah, what's going on like in people's heads, in minds. You know, I feel like that's like a really showing. And then to see, well, wrestling is like eighty five percent psychology, right? It, it's really only physical for a small portion of the time. I think too, even read that like even when I give it such a like a such a analysis in yeah. depth of that is because it is psychological. Mm-hmm. And at, at the same time, it's mad surreal. It can be supernatural. And then you don't really think about it is because you got people comp- competing in blood sport. True. And, you know, you got 
like I said, blood flying everywhere. You got people acting in the art of praise in one area, energy that creates a lot of attraction, a lot of force, you know, a lot of shit in the universe that fucking can, it's just some shit, you know? Yeah. Just like television programming, you know, it can attract you, you know, it's a part of that too. Just mad shit, man. And I just feel like this is evil and this is good. And that's why I feel like WWE is a, a fucking evil force. That's why I like, I fell out of love with it the first time. You could only imagine like certain things. Like when you really think about it, like that should be promoting like, like crazy evil. Even think about like the attitude era or Mm -hmm. the fucking Raw's war era, all type of shit like that. Or just certain shit. I mean, you could literally just, you could literally just drill down in on the attitude era alone. And it's probably some of the most the abuse that vile used to take, shit. bro. It's probably some of the most vile well, stuff you crazy. ever see on TV. But like, it's crazy that well, two things about that mm-hmm. that shows something about our society, how right. warped we are to certain things. Like they just have no, they have no impact on us anymore. We're really like lulled to a lot of the things that we see. Like that's why, like, it blew my mind. This is gonna. It's a small tangent, but like the other day, me and Bree were watching TV. I don't remember what we were watching. No, I know exactly what we're watching. We're watching MTV. Mm-hmm. We're watching the challenge. Yeah. And my man flips the double burrs like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and there was no blur. Blur out. Yeah. No see? blur. There was no blur. And I was sitting here like, when was that damn? When did we get to a point where they're saying shit on TV and they're blurring out the double middle fingers on Fox? On MTV, on, my on, boy. On anything. Yo, like, I said, what? On live television? Right. You're not blurring this? Our our society's warped. We're in a constant state of PTSD because every generation before us gets more access to seeing wild shit and hearing wild shit. Then the next generation, they see more wild and then that generation sees even more wild and gets access to more wild. And I feel like, it's too, gonna, it's that shit was uphill climb. Right. It was a pre prep because imagine it just it, it didn't it didn't sit and seem wild at the time when you seen Lita and Edge in the middle of the bed in the room. They was mm-hmm. both naked. But in hindsight. Yeah. And it's you're like, like w- what? What the fuck was I watching? Yeah. We're Where, literally watching like first and second base on TV. Right. Bro. And, or or fucking uh, when uh, what is that? Gene Snitsky. Yeah. He killed the, the baby. baby. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like this shit bro, is wild. Chopping off Val Venus's dick. Like all kinds of stuff. May Young having given birth to a hand. hand yeah. All kinds of wild. I'm like sitting here like, bro. Kinds. We can sit here for hours and list the wild sh- I mean, but to me, nothing will top, you know, Vince McMahon walking by, dropping the end bomb all casually in front of Booker T. Like it was cool. But again, like you said. That was something I was just like couldn't believe. Said, they pro- they've pro- they project on TV. Have, they project and have projected these evil undertones for a long time. John Cena wouldn't have saved him. Nah, oh, he couldn't save you. Because nah. not around me. Nah, bro. I mean, I understand certain well, at the time. I mean, but you got to understand what they were trying to represent. That's why John Cena was there. Even him being in in the presence of that skit should let you know even more what it is because right. here we at here we are having the personification of black culture in a right. white man 
That's that was that's why I was saying like that's a per and then the, that black man specifically. I yeah. think even the reaction of both of them in their faces like yeah. See, it's just I don't know. There, right? There's there's too many layers for me to break down. And I don't even want to go in right. to any further. That's why I said I like certain this, I shit. I didn't even want this to be about race or creed or no, shit. Any of that shit that. like that. It's but about the intention of what you putting it, in the energy, and that's what I was saying. Like there. a lot of shit it about there. it is like. Spooky man, it's weird. It's, weird. it's spooky. There's some and you think it's just like money entertainment? Nah, it's more than that. There's more to it. Oh well. Okay. Episodes that get us canceled, Volume Ten. <laughs> spooky <laughs> man. Well, <laughs> well, it's been another episode of To Be Continued with your boy C Ham. You already know I got my partner with me. Ugly, Go ahead bro. and get us out of here, man. Get us out of here because you know this is like our tenth episode that's going to get us canceled. So all the all the wrestlers that uh just got out of uh they WWE contracts, yeah, come to uh goddamn PSW, yeah PSMW. W. Come on yeah. now, all them letters. We'll give you all the fifty eleven spices, fifty eleven spice combo for everybody. Um, no, nah, seriously though, best of luck to y'all. Yep, y'all did not deserve to get booted out the way that y'all was treated. That shit's corneo hopefully y'all get to use your greatest potential fulfill y'all y'all all all y'all goals and dreams do or just go read kenny omega's tweet he said uh you know if anybody want to come there and pat his record you know and give him more w's come on the AEW. right oh my god (laughs) but we out of here